0: Yo, in this episode of the Bullpen Podcast, listen to Marco Robinson's amazing and humbling life story and starting the crypto. Also, the projects he's working on that help give back to the people who need it the most and how crypto ties into the strip clubs. Let's do it.
1: Oh wait, one more thing before we get to the podcast. In this podcast, The Crypto Bully, any co-host and his guests do not give financial or investment advice and encourage you to do your own research on all topics mentioned. Do not invest into this market what you can't afford to lose. I bet I know what you're thinking. Is this really Morgan Freeman? Well, unfortunately not but Lyndon thought it would be a good idea to use such a soothing voice for the legal mumbo-jumbo to smooth things over. Now, let's do it. Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. Play For the bullpen podcast, number nine, the crypto bully. Wow, (laughs) he makes it look so easy, and that ball has left the
0: stadium. Hey, what's up, everybody? I want to welcome everyone to the first official episode of the bullpen podcast powered by ECC. I'm your host, the crypto bully, also known as Mr. Crypto Carlton, and here on this podcast, I like to get into the bullpen with some of the most interesting and influential individuals in the blockchain and cryptocurrency space to pick their brains about their opinions and see what they have going on. So, of course, for today, we had to bring on a really awesome, extraordinary, interesting guest today. Very excited to be interviewing this person. He is known in the TV world. He is a best-selling author. And he is also the creator of the world's first asset-backed cryptocurrency. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce our guest for today, Mr. Marco Robinson. How are you doing today, man? Hey, buddy. How are you? Good, good, man. Very excited to have you on the show today. A lot of interesting things to talk about. So, you know, let's do this. Let's go ahead and I'm going to give you the floor and let you introduce yourself and uh, tell people a little bit about you. Well,
2: I'll tell you my story. That's what people love to hear the most, isn't it? Yes. why, Why I'm here right now talking about blockchain. So when I was two years old, my mom left my dad because he was a gambling addict. She went to live with her mom. Her stepdad sexually abused her. So basically, we were homeless when I was two years old. We lived in the park and on and off, I was homeless for about eight years. Then she married a very abusive man who, as a a child, I saw her being pushed down the stairs and beaten up and all kinds of shit. So if you can imagine the worst kind of shit in your life, I've been through it. I'm back again. So I didn't really go to school. Um, I had my first job at 11, five jobs by the time I was 16. And then I just basically took responsibility and, and, and discovered that if I wanted to do anything in life, to be successful i would have to do it myself and work my ass off to do it so that was a blessing in disguise i guess because maybe go out there and be a go-getter because what really drove me was to look after my mum. so cut kind a of long story short i got into direct sales i got into real estate i started um, opening my own businesses in restaurants travel company cosmetics and then last year channel 4 tv in the uk is the biggest tv station they asked me they called me they heard about my story and they said would i like to um make a TV show and give a house away for free nice. on TV to address the social housing issue in the country because not many people can afford a deposit anymore. It's difficult to, to afford the rent on a salary that you're on, that the normal people are on. So this is also included. This this also applies globally, not just in England. It's also in the USA. So I said I would love to do that. And uh, I did the TV show. I gave three houses away, one to a Syrian refugee family, one to a, a single mom that had been sexually abused by five stepdads, and a blind lady that was working in nine one one services answering the calls seven days a week. So it was a great TV show. It was very successful, and because of that TV show, it got a lot of attention. And I started my my second crypto, which is called Big Love, which is the first homeless charity using blockchain technology based on the philosophy of conditional altruism. That means I help you if you help me. So I can microfinance a homeless family, and I can build a house for four thousand dollars. I can teach them how to trade crypto or I can microfinance a small business for them for 500 bucks and I can take a share in that as a donator. The problem with most charities, in fact, is the most abused industry in the world because over 90% of the money does not get to the recipient. So I've developed a D app, uh, which is a decentralized app where you can actually send money and crypto tokens to the recipient and you, you can actually chat to the person that they've received it and you can actually keep in contact and witness their progression as we help them get a house, get a business and get back on the feet. It's pretty awesome. Wow.
0: That <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. That's really awesome. From the story to uh to big love. That's, that's pretty amazing, man. Definitely sounds like you come from humble beginnings. That's, that's pretty cool. I could definitely relate to you from there. That's pretty awesome, man. And seeing how you kind of got into real estate and everything else. And that kind of flowed over to, into, into cryptocurrency and, yeah. I definitely agree with you in the sense of when it comes to charities, yeah, a lot of that money doesn't actually get to the person that they're they're planning on donating to or the, or the cause they plan on donating to. So the fact that you were able to take blockchain and cryptocurrency and then basically change that into this platform, decentralized platform on top of that and do something like this, I think that's awesome. That's something yeah. I think the space it's is
2: a need It's a huge disruption to charity because in the last year, there have been... Some big scandals in charity. One of them was Oxfam, where they they went to Haiti to help the earthquake victims and they used the charity money to rent prostitutes. Right. So that came out in the news, and uh, the UK government stopped funding Oxfam, which is the biggest charity in the UK. Then you had the CEO of UNICEF, who was discovered to be sexually abusing the staff, and he was also the CEO of Save the Children before that. So there's the shitload of problems with charity. It just doesn't work. Nonprofit doesn't work. It's got to be a two-way thing where you can actually gain as well as the, as the person you're helping. So it's real. It's a real disruption, and it's based on my life, really, because you know I, I developed it from my experience because I knew what was needed. I knew how to change it, you know what I mean? So I was in Peru about three weeks ago building the first house, put the family in, and she was living on a bed on, under a corrugated piece of iron with a two-year-old child and a, and a grandma. And we built a house for her, put the furniture in, and we gave her a phone, and now she's trading crypto and making money. It doesn't have to work.
0: That's awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> that is awesome. That's that's really cool to see you going out and making change like that and helping people that are in those type of situations. Yeah, Peru is definitely no joke. So I'm sure she highly appreciates that happening to her. And I'm I'm sure that's a complete life changer for her. That's pretty mm. cool. I do have a question for you though. I know this is probably a question a lot of people probably ask you too or are you gonna be curious about. So how is it that we know for sure, right? If we donate to Big Love, how do we know that, that money is actually getting to the recipient to the person that we intended it to, uh, to, for it well, to go to.
2: The blockchain technology secures it because it's peer to peer. There's no middleman. Yep. So when you send the token, the token gets to the recipient. And you have like a, the, the app that we have is the only, the only other user of the app is the United Nations. It's been developed for us, especially in the United Nations. No one else can license it. Wow. So you can send money, you can send a blanket, you can send a meal, you can send a food voucher, you can send a therapist, you can send a doctor on your app. Wow! Right, and then you can chat with them on their phone that we donate because some big phone companies already already agreed to donate the smartphone. So that's how you know you can. use all visual on the app.
0: Right. Wow. That is that's amazing. So basically, yeah. the 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 decentralized the the uh, blockchain portion of it is what locks it in. Basically, to be guaranteed to go to that recipient to go basically to wherever it's supposed to go. That's pretty cool. That is pretty. Yeah. That is pretty awesome. And. Wow, that, that's cool. I, I would like to see a lot more charities, um, a lot more organizations kind of mimic that and do that because I think that could be huge. That's something that could potentially change the world. I mean-
2: To be honest with you, when this this is already getting huge right now, I mean, I, I, you probably saw on Twitter, I was with Kevin Harrington yesterday from Shark Tank. He's, he's investing in it. And my, you know, a lot of big names are coming into it because when this starts properly, every charity is going to have to duplicate what we do. What we also do is we make sure the volunteers- actually earn cryptocurrency by helping the homeless get KYC ID'd, things like that.
0: Wow. So that's, that's wow.
2: So we pay the balance, they earn it. So it's like we we share the love and we spread the love.
0: Right. So, yeah, and that's what it's all about. Helping people and uh, teaching them about blockchain and cryptocurrency. I mean, that's... that's a, that's a one-stop shop right there. I like that.
2: Well, yeah, that's because right. Bitcoin, you know, if we think about Bitcoin, it was a reaction to the subprime crisis 2008 because the banks fucked everyone over, you yep. know, made a million people homeless. And actually, the biggest user adoption is third world because the banking system's more corrupt there, the government's more corrupt there. They have to use Bitcoin as right. a way, otherwise they'll be trapped the rest of their lives. And there are, there are two billion people that don't have a bank account.
0: That is true, 100%.
2: They call them the excluded. So you know we are focusing on the third world to make sure that we get user adoption for Bitcoin and crypto because that's where you're going to see the biggest growth. The average person on the street in America doesn't even know what the fuck Bitcoin is.
0: Yeah, that's true. Okay?
2: So try to explain it. Oh yeah, I've heard about that. It goes up and down a lot, doesn't it?
0: The volatility. Yep, uh, that's the first thing they say. Like, oh yeah, that's that thing that was like twenty thousand, and now it's at like six, right?
2: The conditioning of the uh, of society is so. dangerous, you know, so there have to be reach-out programs like what I'm doing to really get the user adoption and the mass adoption out there.
0: Yeah, I could definitely agree with that, man. Yeah, I like that. I mean, that that your yeah your company there, Big Love, that serves a huge purpose. Not only is it helping people across the world with their situations financially and living, but it's also teaching them about how cryptocurrency and blockchain works. We, obviously, when it comes to mass adoption, that's going to be extremely important. You want to take these people and you want to educate them in a healthy way to where they feel like you know they can really know what's going on and they can be more so in control of their own financial situation. So yeah, hundred yes. percent makes sense, man. I have a question because I I know you're involved also with with TV and things like that. How do you think blockchain and cryptocurrency is going to affect that space? Do you see yourself potentially doing a project revolved around that in the future?
2: Yeah, I mean, TV and TV's changed now because, you know, the networks, the viewerships are going down. Now it's all going to Netflix and Amazon Prime. They're getting most views. But the film and entertainment industry is another application for blockchain because it Protects the actors rights and the production rights and the people actually write and, you know, they create the films and the TV shows. So blockchain is the transparent, secure hyperledger that protects people. So there's, there's a huge disruption there as well, because a lot of people copy stuff and people don't credit don't get credit like musicians, for example. That's another huge disruption. Yes. You know, a lot of musicians get paid shit now because of iTunes. So when you create a blockchain system for them, they get paid more because it's their rights are protected more. So people will pay more for the music. So, you know, blockchain is really a natural thing that came out of a huge lie by the governments and banks and, and people reacted to it, especially millennials, people under 30. Yeah. Saw, the parents, saw the parents go broke from the subprime, said, fuck this shit. We don't <laughs> trust the banks. We don't trust anymore. We're going right. to create our own digital system. And that's what you've seen right now. You've seen the beginning. It's not even day one yet. It's not even the morning of day one yet in the blockchain world.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. true. There's still a lot of people around the world um, especially in the U.S. that still don't know about blockchain and cryptocurrency, really. And if they do, they hear about it. They hear Bitcoin, they'll hear Ethereum, but they really, really understand what it is. So I think it'll be interesting when that shift takes place and it starts to become more common knowledge to know about this space. That's going to be amazing. That's going to be really cool to see what stuff starts to form based on people really understanding the worth. Of the technology that's being created and even being used right now
2: it's already started to happen i mean you know coinbase got bitcoin improved as a security yesterday by the sec so any story that's like a 12 15 increase in bitcoin once you get this custodianship and protection out of the way you've already got now big hedge funds institutions coming into the crypto world in huge amounts and the reason they've been held holding back is of two reasons the custodial issue and also to get the price as low as possible because the bankers, their institutions, the funds, they want to get the best deal. So that's what's happening right now. And and you're going to see a huge growth, a huge spurt growth in the the back end of this year and next year.
0: I agree with that. Yeah, I I think it's going to be interesting. I know we're kind of in that that bear trend right now. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are kind of, kind of, you know, uh, sad about that. But, you know, I mean, it comes with anything, any markets, all markets have ups and downs and things like that. And I just think I love periods like this because I feel like periods like this really can end up being like a growth period because people aren't as focused on price and more focused on development, especially the developers. So it's like when you don't have that distraction and you almost kind of have like a calm, the stuff that can come from times like these, I feel like could be crazy. It could be amazing. It could completely spark a whole nother a whole nother wave of great ideas, a whole nother wave of individuals that want to come in and contribute to everything that already exists now. So it's
2: like a correction in development, you know. But if you look at the cycles of Bitcoin over the last, when it started, it's actually the same cycle every year. There's always a bloodbath in February, there's always a rise in August. So people kind of, you know, don't look at the past, but the past creates patterns. And if you look at that, you, you're not going to be scared about it. You're going to go, okay, just, you know, just go in at the right time
0: kind of thing. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, definitely. Uh Yeah. Pay attention to the past. It definitely tells you things, especially when it comes to anything financially. I mean, it's usually always a pattern. they're usually always some type of cycle. So if you pay attention to that, it may not necessarily predict the future, but it will probably give you a pretty good forecast on what's more likely to happen. So yeah, yeah. I pretty much tell that to anybody that I talk to is pay attention to that for sure. With cryptocurrency and blockchain, with the way it's moving now, do you feel like it's going to More or less, uh, replace the you know the 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 fiat currency system that we see as far as paper and things, or do you feel like it's going to kind of run alongside it?
2: It's going to run alongside it for, I think, maximum five years. Then it's all going to be digital.
0: All going to be digital. Yeah. Yeah. To to me, that just makes sense. I mean. Because when you really think about it, it's like, what really is the point of carrying around physical money at this point? I mean, a lot of everything else we do is online. We shop online. You know, our banking accounts, we can host them online. We can use that. I mean, a lot of things that services that we use, you can pay for those online. I mean... Outside of maybe the strip club, I really don't see a reason to have physical paper money hey, listen, anymore. Hey,
2: listen, strip clubs are
0: already taking Bitcoin, my friend. Yeah, I know. That, that's the crazy part. Could you imagine walking into a strip club and you just see a girl on stage and she has, like, a QR code, like, tatted on her leg? I'm like, what? wait a minute. QR code, wallet, send this to my wallet, and I'll just say, this. There
2: you go. It becomes Bitcoin.
0: <laughs> so hilarious awesome I look, if that's the, if that's where we're headed I look forward to that That yeah. that is going to be fucking hilarious that's going to be so funny
2: <laughs> well yes it's indisputable it's inevitable it will all be digital the only people stopping it are the governments and the banks because they want more control in it and, you know this is one of the reasons why Ripple is got a yes. lot of bankers behind it because the bankers know it's inevitable and they have to either they can't beat us or they've got to join us yeah with the same respect we can't beat the bankers because they've got too much money we yeah. have to join them. We, we can't be a John McAfee all the time because you can't go that far if you want to have a long-term project in it. You, you've, got to, you've got to play the game.
0: Makes sense, yeah. It's like two kids on a playground that hate each other that are forced to play together.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, that's it. That's it yeah. Uh, so it's kind of funny, yeah. From that perspective, yeah, I definitely look at it. And you know what? It's funny because when I first got into crypto, I was just like, ah, fuck banks, fuck banks. You know, government, no, like, no, this is our space. But now you really think about it. And when you think about the whole world, and you think about everybody that technically has to function in a space, you know, to say, to say that is almost crazy. It's like, you can't really, that do, really doesn't make sense. It's like, that's the beautiful yeah. thing about the space is there's enough space for both the regulated and the non-regulated. And I think Absolutely. the yeah. bigger picture is that it gives people the option to pick what they want to do. It gives yeah. choice. Yep. And that's, and that's what it's all about, man. It's all about choice. (laughs) That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So I have a question too. So another question, what is it that like, what is it that really propelled you forward into the blockchain and crypto space? Like what, what, what was that moment where you were just like, I have to be a part of this?
2: Well, obviously commercially it, it made sense because it's very profitable. And one of the things for me was I had all these businesses like my travel company, my cosmetics company, my restaurants, my properties, and I wondered how can I tie them all together with not just a loyalty program, but with the proper crypto reward program. And that's why I decided on doing naked dollars as a kind of loyalty program at first. Then upping it into a full, full blown crypto. So that's what I did.
0: Makes sense. Makes yeah. perfect good sense. That's pretty awesome, man. That's yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so yeah, yeah kind of like myself. Yeah, I, I definitely, uh, you know, obviously, first thing I thought about when when I jumped into the space was the whole making money aspect, the trading of it, because I had kind of a trading background. And then it was cool. like, once I really saw what the t- technology was, I was like, oh shit, like this is really yeah. dope. Like this is cool. Like yeah. this is it really, yeah. yeah, it's gonna change the world. So yeah, kind of got deeper into that too. So that's cool. That's pretty awesome, man. Ah, also, congrats on the uh, the number one best selling book close the deal, and suddenly grow rich, man. I'm, I'm definitely going to have to check that out. That's pretty awesome. Can you tell us a little my bit about book?
2: that? My first book is always your best book, I reckon. But the next, my net, my latest book is pretty game-changing. It's called On the Second Day, God Created Bitcoin and Blockchain.
0: Oh, man.
2: Wow. And I've just written the first three chapters. And if the, if you want to do a kind of a strategic alliance on this, you could actually give those three chapters away to your Subscribers, if they subscribe to you
0: indeed that would be yeah Yeah. that would be quite awesome that would be great actually wow
2: that's that's a book is really for newbies about to understand bitcoin and blockchain how it works why people need to do it and why they need to learn it and it gives my life story of how how i actually led into blockchain because you know i don't like the banks i don't like governments i don't like to be told what to do i like to have freedom so that's really my story you know
0: that's pretty awesome. Yeah, definitely want to check that out. That 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 sounds intriguing. That sounds like something that's right up my alley. Around something I would want to read. So uh, yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to get with you on that because I want to check that out. <laughs> no problem. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. So another question I like to ask pretty much everybody that comes on the show: What mark do you want to leave on the blockchain and cryptocurrency space? Like, what do you want to be your your staple?
2: Well, I'm actually doing that now. I'm really living that because philanthropy. Is it actually trumps everything. The ability to affect the human spirit, the ability to affect someone else's life, the ability to make a difference creates a legacy, a lasting legacy in, in, in really immortally, because you are actually creating a way for people that would never, ever, ever have the opportunity to be financially independent and actually have prosperity rather than poverty. So, Big Love is my biggest project because it's not just an ICO. It's it's a real big ass long term deal that just is growing and growing. It's not just a niche market. It's it's a thing that helps you in terms of when you are giving. It really helps you feel good about yourself because you can actually see the people you're helping. That makes you feel more human. Yep. It makes you feel more fulfilled. You know, it's the highest the highest energy in your life that you need to fulfil. So. For me, that's really my legacy.
0: Without a doubt, man. That's, uh, yeah, I agree with you 100% on that, man. That's that's awesome. Very yeah. awesome. And I feel like uh, a lot of people understand that and be able to uh, appreciate that. So all for it. Well, I highly, again, appreciate you coming on the show today and uh, really giving us a piece of who you are and, and your involvement in the blockchain and cryptocurrency space, man. Well, you want to go ahead and, and, and let people know where they can uh, find you at and how they can contact you? Yeah, just go to my
2: website, biglovenow.com.
0: There you go. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Biglovenow.com. And that's love, L-U-V, correct? L-U-V or
2: L-O-V. We've got two domains. So, obviously, okay.
0: Awesome. It. All right, everybody.
2: You're already you know. You see the Channel 4 TV show, some clips and stuff like that of what we're doing. Yeah. Nice.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. You know where to go to check it out. Biglovenow.com. That's where you go to check out Marco Robinson and all the amazing things that he has going on right now. Man, I hope to have you again on the show, man. It was really awesome talking to you, and I really appreciate you taking the time.
2: My pleasure, Linda.
0: All right, Marco, you take it easy, and we will be in contact for sure. Bye. Bye-bye. See, man, that's why I love vibing out with people who are... Uh... You. <laughs> Do you love me?
1: are you writing say you'll never ever leave from beside me <laughs> what the fuck? really
0: what's so damn funny well first off you coming in here interrupting me as i'm wrapping up my podcast and secondly why the fuck are you walking around my house singing
1: drake oh oh so i can't sing drake songs now why because i'm not light-skinned enough really or is it because i'm a cartoon character
0: Bruh, what did you come in here for?
1: Not to get judged like this is fucking the four, that's for sure. Jeez. I needed some help setting up my sapphire wallet for these ECC coins because I just want to be successful.
0: Um, I sent you step-by-step instructions via email, man, on how to do everything. Well... Well, what? I kind of lost it. What? God's
1: plan? You lost the email? No, my computer. Ernie was there. There were a lot of hookers. Let's just say shit went from zero to a hundred real quick. How about you finish up with your radio show and then you can help me?
0: it's a podcast, not a fucking radio. What is wrong with people? And stop making fucking Drake references.
1: We'd like to thank everyone for your support here at the Bullpen Podcast all season long and look forward to having you at the next episode. We'd also like to give a special thanks to the team behind the scenes that make this show possible. Today's show notes can be found on our website at thebullpenpodcast.io forward slash post show stats. Also, don't forget to like and retweet us at one bullpen podcast. That's the number one bullpen podcast. And to watch Lyndon do some exciting and probably some weird things too, tune into the Snapchat at thecryptobully. That's at thecryptobully. It's been a pleasure, and see you at the next show. Good night, everyone.